tra la la. That feels like an appropriate cold open for the oh, Captain Underpants episode. Is someone saying tra la la? Yeah, that makes sense. That's good. Because that's the thing that he's. Because it. And we're professionals, and so we can do a cold open that reflects on the. Oh, shit. Hi, everybody. Good morning. I hope you're all doing okay. I hope your morning's going well. Um, or your afternoon or wherever. Wherever it is you, you listen to these podcasts. You know, if you're in your car, if you're at work. Um, I don't really know why you would listen to a podcast in any form ever. I don't really do it. But, you know, thank you for being here. Yeah, I'm going to cut um, you off really right there. Uh, because presence. we Amber said we're professionals. And so professionals at what, you may ask? Professionals in podcasting. And the subject <laughs> matter of our podcast is that every week, Amber, Autumn, and I take your favorite intellectual properties, short stories, fantasy novels, shows that only exist on the internet and within the fabrics of our own mindscape. And we talk about that for about 35 minutes to an hour. And we make an original character within that space. And today, Amber, what are we talking about? Today we're talking about a like, famous classic work of uh, critically beloved literature, Captain Underpants, um, which is like a really, you may not have heard of it, it's like pretty, it's pretty obscure and sophisticated. Um, like You like, need a fucking high IQ to know what they're talking you, about. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> it takes a very high IQ to understand Captain Underpants. Um, yeah, so Captain Underpants, um, is a series so... of super fucking serious grown-up novels for grown-ups. Yeah, I'm sorry. We gotta do our questions before that. Um, uh, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta, we, we gotta bond with our public. Devin, um, I have a question for you. I have an um, answer. Okay, so, uh, what's, like, a part of your body that you have, like, a very different, like, that you have a very different relationship with than you used to have, and how has that relationship changed? Did we switch questions? Because this, you asked me the one where you have a, a short essay to write, and I asked you the one where I didn't think about what I'd say. <laughs> okay, there's a lot I could get into the weeds about, like, my coon era, and, uh, I don't know if I really want to relitigate all that on the podcast, so... Sure. Um, I'll go with my fingernails, because I never looked at them as anything other than things to get cut. And recently, Lexi has talked me into letting them get painted, so now they are potential parts of my body for art and expression. Yeah, that's a, I really love that. That's good. Yeah. Um, what about you, Amber? I can't imagine anything. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, I mean, mine's obvious. Like, my, it's my whole fucking body because I I transed it. I transed my sex, and um, now every part of my body is different. I think if I like, we're gonna highlight one. Um, like my legs. Um, like truly before I transitioned, like when I was a boy. I, like, felt like I didn't have legs. Like, my legs were an instrument that I used to take me from one place to another. They were a thing to, um, you know, to, 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 to put pants over. Um, and then I transitioned and, and, and yeah, like, as you say, suddenly my legs were, like, expressive. They were, they were, they were vectors for, um, expressions of the self. Yeah. Um, and, 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 and also things where I could, I could try to get people to, to stare at in fucking lust or whatever. Um, so yeah, my legs, my legs were, a, were, a, were, a, were a big change for me. Um, 
All right. Feel bonded and connected to us like we're real people, audience, and then be compelled. We're not, but feel about us as if we were. Feel compelled to hang out with us. Listen to our podcast, download it, share it, and buy our merch. <laughs> our merch that we have. Um, Just like my real play podcast. <sighs> So, um, uh, so Captain Underpants, um, I suspect that many of you probably are already aware of it because it was, you know, it's, it was popular among children when, when we were children, um, and therefore when a lot of people our age were children, um, I happen to love Captain Underpants. I think Dave, Bil- Dave Pilkey is like just unironically like a really great writer. And I think there's a lot of stuff in Captain Underpants that like sort of like holds up as an adult, um, Here's a fun fact about Captain Underpants, Devin, that you may not be aware of. Um, do you know that it ended? I think um, you told me this once. There, uh, Captain Underpants is is a, is a complete series. There is a beginning, and there is an ending, and there is a bunch of stuff that happens in between those two things. So you're telling um, me that Captain Underpants, as currently standing, is more of a complete series than A Song of Ice and Fire? Yes, I'm saying that Captain Underpants is objectively better than A Song of Ice and Fire. That's what I'm saying. You see, if you disagree with me about that, um, I'm sorry, but the facts and logic aren't on your side. Um, A Song of Ice and Fire isn't. It doesn't have an ending, so how can it be good? You see, that and was also a bit of improv. It doesn't. I know I'm not good at yes ending, but I knew I'd throw you that ball and you'd take it. I fucking did, and 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 if we were popular, I would get buried under it. But we're not. We're not famous, so I can say anything I fucking want to. I can say the phrase "I transed my sex," and I won't get canceled about it, even though I'm trans. If we were famous, I would be canceled about it for some reason. Um, Bob really takes the whole "not a famous podcast" to heart when he guests on episodes. <laughs> yeah, I haven't I haven't actually listened to the next Bob episode yet. It oh, just went up and I haven't heard it yet. You're in um, for a treat. Oh good. Can't wait. Uh I'll listen to it tomorrow and I'll be very upset about it and I'll come back with more horrible things to say. Um So Captain Underpants is a series of uh of 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 children's uh, like chapter books, chapter books, but with pictures, like right in that, like sort of a, like a, like a, like a moving up era where you're like getting out of the learning to read, but you're not quite at like Earthsea yet. And it's about these two kids, um, named George and Harold, who are just the most ADHD ass children that you've ever met in your life. And they cause a lot of trouble. And also, one day they happen into a hypnotism ring that they use to trick their principal into becoming a superhero named Captain Underpants that they made up, who runs around in his underpants, stopping horrible sci-fi villains. And horrifyingly, when I said it all out loud just there, I was like, man... This is a, a more horny premise than I want it to be. They use hypnotism to get him to run around in his underwear in a new identity in public. Hmm. Dunno. That. 
Um, this is that probably feeling. tipped my hand a little bit too much with that one. Yeah, this, um, is, this is that exact feeling when won't name names, but I was trying to explain D&D to a friend, and I was like, okay, well, here's the setup. You're in a jail cell. What do you do? And then it ended with, like, fail the check. It was, like, crying. And then, uh, then uh, I, I let them get another opportunity for the charisma check, and they were like, well, I just got done crying, so I look very cute. And I said out loud, that's a self-report right there. And they're like, I'm never playing this game. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Captain Underpants. They 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 trick their principal into believing that he's Captain Underpants, and they can uh, snap their fingers to get him in and out of it. Um, and then in book like three, there's a continuity to it. Um, they're like like things happen, um, and then it come and then they come back in future. Um, uh, it's it's a serialized story. It's very episodic. Every every book is its own book, but it also like has serialized continuity so like in the third book um they give captain underpants um this like superpower juice basically so he actually genuinely gets superpowers oh yeah um, in order to get them out of a situation right so for most of the series captain underpants like becomes a guy with actual superpowers but like when he when they snap his fingers and he turns back into principal krupp he doesn't like remember any of it so he doesn't know that he has the superpowers um which leads to uh, hysterical hijinks um and uh uh the one of so uh, there are a lot of running jokes and and hallmarks of the series and a lot of them genuinely are are very funny and i think hold up um uh, there's like a there's like a running bit where every single book has a chapter called to make a long story short, um, and that chapter is like like two sentences long. Like like they'll say like there's no way this plan will ever work, and then the next chapter will be like chapter twelve, a long story short. To make a long story short, it did, and that's the whole chapter. It's really funny. Nice. Um, uh, but one of like one of like the key pieces that's going to be critical to uh, making a character in this franchise, because I, I think it seems likely that we're going to make a villain because every book is like a villain of the week sort of a thing where they like fight some kind of like super villain or monster. But every like super villain or monster is um, some kind of potty humor joke. It's all fucking potty humor. The second book is like Captain Underpants and the Attack of the Talking Toilets. And it's literally like toilets that become like 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 George and Harold make a make comic books about these evil toilets that that come to Earth out of a UFO and start eating people. Um, and then they like like copy that comic book on like a magical copy machine. And 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 then the like truly magic toilets come out and the real Captain Underpants has to stop the real talking toilets. Or, like, some other characters you've had, like, um, uh, there's, like, the Wrath of the Wicked Wedgie Woman, where one of their teachers becomes, like, a Medusa figure and uses her hair to give people wedgies. Um, there's Captain Underpants and the perilous plot of Professor Poopy Pants, um, uh, who has the silliest name in the world. And then at the end of the book, his na- he changes his name so that it's n- he no longer is mocked by everyone. They go, you could just change your name. Like, his whole motivation is that, like, he has this very silly name and he gets no respect in the scientific community because of his because his name is Professor Poopy Pants. And so he wants, like, r- to change everyone's name into a very silly name. 
Um, uh, it's really funny. And then at the end of the book, George and Harold are like, why didn't you just change your name? And he goes, I never thought of that. And he changes his name um, at the end of the book. Uh, uh, so that he won't get making fu- he won't get made fun of anymore, and he changes his name um to uh Professor Tippy Tim- Tinkle Trousers, um and it's very funny because uh, because uh, he changed his name and it's still stupid. And then uh, like one of the last books in the series is the Return of Professor Tippy Tinkle Trow- Trousers. So welcome to the Dungeons and Dragons Advice Hour with Prince Devin, where <laughs> I offer you DMing advice while vamping. One of my personal Sorry, favorite tricks is to give the player something, an item, a get-out-of-jail-free card, but to then <laughs> curse that item, or in some way monkey-paw that get-out-of-jail-free card. Because some players, some DMs believe that the dice should be the only antagonist. I believe, fundamentally, that the DM should have somewhat of an antagonistic relationship with the players, because the truth of the matter is... Characters in D&D do not need to be three-dimensional because you're already playing with your friends and that camaraderie you bring to the table fills in the gaps. The same goes with your villain. Your villain will never be as threatened to the players as that space between you putting several dice in your hand and the sound of shaking 3D10s in your hand and them hitting the table. Thank you, Devin. You're welcome. Incidentally, um, this book contains a guide uh, to determine your um, uh, silly name um, uh, because because Professor Poopy Pants changes everyone's name. Um, so uh, let's 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 just do ours on air right now. So, All right. Um, Devin, uh, what's the first letter of your first name? D. Okay, so your your new first name is uh, Gidget. Um, what's the first letter of your last name? R. And what's the second letter of your last name? Or, the, sorry, the last letter of your last name? Z. Um, great. So your, 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 your new last name is Gizzard Juice. <laughs> so, uh, hello, Gidget Gizzard Juice. Um, that's canonical. Um, my name, incidentally, is Stinky... Uh, stinky barf tush. Welcome to the stinky juice podcast. <laughs> um, so that's like sort of that's sort of the vibe uh, is that you have like these like archetypes from comic book fiction. You know, you have um, uh, like the space aliens, or you have like the mad scientist, or you have um, uh. Like the kid who turns himself into a monster through a mad science experiment gone wrong, um, and then you combine that with like boogers or toilets or something else like that, and that's basically how you end up with a Captain Underpants antagonist. You get a Franken booger, if you will. Fred, fr- <laughs> Fred and Harold were trying to make the perfect booger, so they took various boogers from all of the kids in class from various locales, and then it was struck by lightning and came alive. It's George and Harold. Um, it's George Beard and Harold Hutchins. George is the kid on the left with the tie and the flat top. Harold is the one on the right with the t-shirt and the bad haircut. Remember that now. Sorry, I read a lot of these books as kids, and then I read the last ones when I grew up. Um, George is gay. Uh, That's that's a fun fact. They go to the future and meet future versions of themselves, and George has, like, a husband. Maybe it's – I actually forget which one it is. But one of them – they go to the future, and one of them has a a gay husband, and it's not, like, remarked upon at any point. They just did it. Oh, Um, wow. 
Just one of them ends up gay. I would have thought he Matt, had a like, straight husband. Which I <laughs> like, like, which is like sort of horrible because like they're so fucking close, the two of them, that you just like have to imagine that whichever one of them is gay, um, uh, they like are absolutely in love with their straight best friend for like all of all of these books. Um, and there's like some stage in the middle where they get like their heart horribly broken, um, uh, and they have to like relearn how to be like like platonic friends again, um, because they they are attached at the fucking hip for all of these movies. So yeah, that's Captain Underpants, ladies and gentlemen. Everyone's favorite queer propaganda. Captain Underpants is great. It's a great time. Dave Pilkey went on to make Dogman, um, yeah, which I is his current ongoing comic series. Which, in fiction, Dogman is a comic by George and Harold. Um, so there's like a little bit of a, 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 a intertextual thing. Um, uh, 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 and Dogman, I I cannot sing Dogman's praises highly enough. Like as a grown up, like there are scenes in that book. In, in that in that series that like make me actually almost cry like and they're like they're they're like children's books it's not like a like an all family like they're four children and I react to them emotionally hey man the other day I was thinking about the season finale to owl house that hasn't aired yet on Disney plus and I was like man mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What if Ida and Whisperwind don't make it? No, it's Rain. What if Rain and Ida don't make it? And I started tearing up, and I was like, I'm not emotionally prepared if these two characters don't make it out of this. Um, uh, so, uh, fucking, yeah. Um, uh, I, I think, I think personally we should come up with a villain character. Um, I'm not married to that idea. Um, uh, but I think we should come up with like a, like a villain of the week. Um, yeah, that sounds cool to unless me. Unless you have a better idea. I don't. And you're the Captain Underpants expert. So here's my question. And this could lean potentially too close to the characters we made from DuckTales. But are there ever villains just for Harold and the other one? Like just street level shit kids from down the lane? Yes. Um, there's, there's, there's Melvin. Um, no humor like, boy. Like, what? No humor boy from the movie. Yes, um, from the movie. Yeah. Um, so Melvin's like the like, like a little bit of like a combination of the nerd character and also the bully character. Um, uh, absolutely, just like a like like these books are very anti-teacher and anti-authority. It's actually really funny that I liked them as much as a kid because I very much was the Melvin. Um, but George and Harold's antagonists tend to be like teachers staff members and melvin this like fucking kid who sucks up to the teachers all the time um uh and like becomes the antagonist in uh, like the like the like the big uh large level antagonist in captain underpants and the big bad battle of the bionic booger boy part one the night of the nasty nostril nuggets um uh yes the super long titles are part of the running joke um so there's Melvin who like uh, always like tattles and uh, sucks up to the teachers and is a nerd. Um, and then there's like, uh, there's the occasional teachers. There's like the gym teacher, um, who's like a, like a recurring minor antagonist who doesn't ever quite reach like big bad status. Um, uh, principal Krupp himself, 
um, Captain Underpants out of Captain Underpants form is a Georgian Herald level uh, uh, antagonist. Um, they don't like Cap- Principal Krupp and Principal Krupp doesn't like them. And that's how they get in that situation in the first place is he gives them like detention and they hypnotize him to get out of it. Um, so yeah, like that's that's kind of the level of, of antagonist the Georgian Herald tend to have. Okay, so then, which sounds more interesting to you, George and Harold or Captain Underpants villain? I would say, so, like, to be honest, often they're the same thing. Okay. Like, like I said, like, Melvin ascends to being a major villain. Their, their teacher becomes the Wicked Wedgie Woman. Um, but... I I I would yeah I would say I'm I'm more interested in doing a, a Captain Underpants level villain. That's that's so, definitely like the thing that I'm I'm more excited about. So we'd take a Doctor Doom and make him a Doctor Dookie. I don't know what you mean by Doctor Dewey. No, I said Dookie, like poop. Oh. Yeah, you take a Doctor exact. That's sort of exactly it. Um, but and then and then we like find some way to like tie it into like just a couple of elementary school kids and their life and what have you. Okay. Um, okay. So, what are some favorite comic book supervillains or like big sci-fi villains you like? Here's a question. Yeah. All right. Actually, screw the question part. I'm just gonna throw out a concept. Yeah. Fart vampires. Vampires who eat farts. That's a great first concept. It's so good that I want to hear more of them. I want to hear more <laughs> concepts. Keep it, keep them, keep them coming. Okay, give me a sec. Okay, what if body odor Hulk? So like, uh-huh. anytime he gets, it's you won't like me when I'm smelly, and he just turns into this colossal smelly thing. I'm this. That's really good. I'm really upset at how immediately good these are. Okay. It's a bloodbender, but replace the word blood with spit. <laughs> Ooh, mystery meat man. And so he shoots out of a bunch of cans of mystery meat to become like a like a big meat golem thing. That's really good. There there um there is a uh, a book where one of the main antagonists of the like the lunch ladies who are making like horrible mystery lunch meat that is evil and killing people um so it sort of is like that um okay let me give you like it's like mole man but with like popped zits like all of the pus from popped zits go off and become little monsters in this guy's little army of 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 popped zits okay the pimple popper the pimple popper exactly okay a utility-based villain who's got, you know, the bat belt, but every capsule is just a different type of stinky cheese. <laughs> what was the... What was the... I, I don't think that any of... Like, like these are all great. I don't think any of these have been better than Stinky Hulk. All right. Um, I, think, I, think that's, I think that's perfect. I want to do that one. Alright, cool. So, like, is he a, a kid who smells and George and Harold are like, hey, man, deodorant. And he's like, I refuse! And through his need to be the smelliest child, he gets hit by, like, I don't know, a cosmic ray and he becomes Smelly Hulk. Skulk. Skunk Hulk. 
Or what if this one's stupid? It's a it's a skunk who like George and Harold were maybe mean to. I don't know. I don't know if that's in character for them to be mean to animals. That feels not because I haven't read these in a while, so I don't know. But anyway, that's not really in character. Yeah, but anyways, angry skunk mad at the world, bit by a radioactive human. That's really funny. Um, the skunk having like sapient animals is not super a part of the world, but it could become sapient after being bitten by a radioactive human. And that would, and, and, and that would be totally fitting for the world. There's so. just a panel where George is like, Harold, did you read the Daily Bulletin? I don't remember the news for the world. Do you read the Daily Bulletin? There's a radioactive man on the loose. I hope that doesn't become a plot point later on. That's that's totally a thing that would happen. Absolutely. Um, uh, the the I think that one thing that these books are pretty good about that I think that we could use is that it's pretty good at having the 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 thing that you really want out of like for story fundamentals which is that you want the conflict to arrive from the main character's actions so one of the things that we would have is we would have George and Harold make some kind of a con some kind of a choice that would unleash the skunk into the world or that would like put some person on a path with towards the skunk so that um okay or you so... know the 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 radioactive man who is biting people okay so Pepe Le Pew only it's not a cat the skunk is smelling another stinky thing because George and Harold are building the biggest stink bomb of all time and Ooh, so that's really follows good. that to the school and ends up terrorizing the other kids that's great so you so so just to be clear you have like you have a radioactive man for some reason. Mm-hmm. Some reason. It doesn't actually matter. We don't really need to come up with it. Some fucking thing happens in the world that causes there to be a radioactive man um, uh, who also has like a, a keen sense of smell and wants to head towards the stinkiest thing he can. George and Harold are building the greatest stink bomb the world has ever seen, and so the radioactive man is heading towards the school. Um... Uh, but on the way towards the school, like he he gets intercepted by a skunk, um, and then he bites the skunk, and the skunk becomes uh, the 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 skulk or whatever, and 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 Captain Underpants is needed in order to save the day. Is that basically the thing that you're pitching? Yeah, more or less. Yeah, cool, great. So so the character is like a skunk who becomes like super intelligent um but when but when they get mad they hulk out and become like like do we do the like banner hulk thing where they're like super intelligent whenever they're not hulked out but then they hulk out and they get like sapient but dumb is that the, is that is that kind of the level we want to work on I feel like the Captain Underpants joke would be it's actually smart when it's hulked out. Like it puts on glasses and starts talking like Beast from X-Men. That would be pretty good. 
And then you get to have the moment where the kids are like, oh, well, we can talk our way out of this one then. Don't you want to just, like, not spray a bunch of kids and cause problems? And he goes, I don't want to solve cancer. I want to turn people into dinosaurs. Right? Yeah, like The panel you get we to share have that... every few months. That's a good joke. Um, why does he want to turn people into dinosaurs, as it were? Or, you know spray people do we have like a, a villain motivation there how deep do motivations for villains tend to go in captain underpants um i mean again professor uh, professor poopy pants wants to give everyone a silly name because he was laughed out of all of academia um so not super deep hmm. they are books for children still would a funny joke be the skunk man being like, Ever since I have gained the curse of sentience, I have been crippled with an unshakable anxiety that I am the only one of my kind, and perhaps if I make you sentient animal creatures as stinky as I am, I will satiate this loneliness. And George and Harold are like picking their nose like, What? Does that feel like a Captain Underpants joke, or is that or am I pitching? For the yeah, right that's pretty good, actually. Um, that's a good Captain Underpants joke. <laughs> they wouldn't be picking their nose; they would be rearranging a near all the letters on a nearby sign to make it say something stupid. Oh yeah, um, that is a thing they did a bunch. Yeah, yeah, that's a thing that they do, and often is a thing that gets used to be like the thing that they're distracted with because they have ADHD. I would so, say one thing we need to get before this episode close out is there's always the the flip page. We need to figure out Yeah, the out flip-orama, what that absolutely. So, um I just want to like uh, about the our our our, our stink hulks like like power level and set. Like is it just that it's just like a really large physically guy and there's like a stink spray like basically right um yeah that's as far as i was thinking what about you yeah i was just wondering like how are they like kaiju size or are they just like muscular guy size because both of those are like within range for captain underpants people tend to go pretty kaiju like there is usually a very large scale threat but I think, like... I was thinking, like, 12 foot. 12 feet feels pretty good to me. Um, yeah. Definitely uses one of the one of the, the big Lego minifigs, you know? Um, yeah! It's not one of the $1,500 Warhammer figs, but, you know, it's one of, like, the $200 <laughs> Warhammer figs. Are there $1,500 Warhammer figs? Yes. What the fuck? Games Workshop has their hand in your fucking wallet, okay? What the 15 fucking hundred? They have your hand in fuck? your wallet, and they refuse to give you a new Eldar set. Shout out to the three people who listen to this podcast and know about Warhammer. Holy shit. Oh, they're fucking huge, too. They're like the size of a small child. <laughs> they're big fucking figs. I, like, have a friend who's just getting into, uh, she just bought, um, some, fuck, I don't remember what it's called. I think it's just, I, I mean, the game is just called Monster, but that's not very descriptive. There's, like, a, there's, like, a pre-colon 
heading that is called, but I don't remember, but it's like this, like literally it's like a $420 board game. Um, and she spent all $420 on six slash nine. That's a real thing that happened, but like, it's all like miniatures building. Um, and it's like the most I've ever known anyone to be into miniatures. And it's like, she's brand new at it. She's just doing it. But like, man, like you gotta like build the miniatures. Like that's a whole, like if you get into minis, like that has to be your whole thing, huh? Like, yeah. And you have to paint them. Yeah. It's like half of it is just that you have to paint them yourself because I assume that's like very lovely and artistically fulfilling. Um, but also I could never do it. Um, oh, yeah, no, I, I absolutely would need to be playing not. the game. I'd get so goddamn frustrated cause it wouldn't look the way it does in my mind. Oh my God, I... truly. And like, if I have free time, I need to be hyper-focusing on a thing. Um, which means playing the actual game. Oh, we should do a creepy freaks. Oh, I might, I might, I think I found my one I'm picking. Maybe we'll do a creepy <laughs> freaks episode next. But anyways, Captain Underpants. Yeah, I mean, I, like, it doesn't need to be, like, a super complicated character, and I feel like we already have, like, the main gist of it. Um, uh, what is this character's plan? What are they trying to accomplish? Just make people smelly? Just, like, uh, revenge, generically? Yeah, yeah, once they get Harold and... George? Uh, George's stink ball, they're gonna katamine Damasi the world and just... Rub it all in that big stinky oh, ball. Oh yeah, they get they 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 get their hands on George and Harold's stink bomb, and they are gonna launch it into space or something. Um, uh, Once they launch the... it into the sun, the sun will not send UV rays; it will send stink rays and make the whole right. planet stinky. It's real inconvenient that George and Harold's science class happened to be doing an aerospace uh, lesson this week. And so there <laughs> happens to be all that rocket equipment in the class that they can use. Oh, that's funny, because um, I thought he was just going to chuck it super hard. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. Okay. Uh, so iron out, or we want fun fact apiece? I kind of, I mean, I want to do a name, like name and pronouns, right? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's a Transformers bit where the skunk, like, gets sentience, and it's like, why do you gender things? And they're like, I don't know. I'm a kid, man. Also, I'm rearranging the sign. What about you? What you feeling? No, yeah, that that makes sense to me. It's a skunk. They they don't they don't have like human concepts of gender. They're like they're like, are you a boy or a girl? And they're like, what? Man, I'm a, one day, I'm a skunk. I don't know what this is. Um, one day we're gonna do our Transformers episode, and I'm gonna talk about the first canonically female Transformer in one of the continuities and how it's really uncomfortable and weird. It'll be a time. All right, I'll look forward to the. I'll look forward to it. I can't wait to hear about the misogyny in the Transformers episode. So excited for that. We'll have Phoebe on for that one. Yeah. Um, that would be an, an interesting episode. Um, uh, I would probably learn a lot. Um, uh, okay. Um, uh, and the name... Skulk feels like like that's just a Zelda character, right? Skulk is. Am I making that up? Yeah, that's probably a character in some Nintendo game. Uh, what uh, what comes to your mind other than Skulk? Stinkor, but that's He-Man, so no, 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 already exists. 
I'm gonna vamp for a second while you think. So, fun fact about Stinkor, ladies and gentlemen, is when Stinkor was made, the money, the cash, He-Man was a license to print money. They were sitting in the fucking green, baby. These toys couldn't keep them on the shelves. So the creators got bored, and they were like, what dumb bullshit can we come up with next? And they were like, what if we made a toy that's stinky? What if we sold a stinky toy to kids? And so... Stinkor the Skunk Man was made. That's where he comes from. They wanted to see if they could sell a toy that's gimmick as it smells bad. And they made it out of a smelly plastic. Okay, I want... I want their name to literally just be Stripey because I want them to be some kid's pet. Like, some kid just brings a fucking skunk to school. Um, uh... And and the skunk's name is Stripey. And then Stripey gets bitten by a radioactive man i don't know how all this fits together but i'm sure it would work in captain underpants i don't like i don't want to veer too close to the rick and morty bit where it's like snowball the dog um who is now evil but i am plan that that. because we said you need a high iq to understand captain underpants god why is there so many rick and morty references on the captain underpants episode i don't like that captain underpants is doesn't have a bunch of weird crypto bros in the fandom. Um, Can you Captain imagine? Underpants never gave us a pickle rick. Captain Underpants NFTs. Uh, yes, unfortunately, I live in the world and I can imagine these things. My brain has been broken. <laughs> I can imagine it really clearly. Yeah. All right, so Stripey the Skunk. One fun fact apiece. Yeah. Oh, we didn't do the the fliparama. I think it's Captain Underpants giving him a bath. That's fun. Um, you gotta. You, it's like it's like it was a fight scene, right? So you have to have like uh like the. So I was imagining like, bar of soap low, flip bar of soap high, flip back and forth, bar of soap go up down. That's pretty good. Yeah, you can have one where like Stinky is trying to like do like a stink breath spray or whatever or you know a stink fart spray maybe if we really want to commit to that and you have like captain underpants like deftly dodging it and counter punching right um mm-hmm. uh, you get to like do that and then you have the soap in and out um and then like the third one because it's always in like three right there's three flipperamas so you have like those two and then the third one is like captain underpants like triumphantly dancing um while uh, stinky like flails around in the tub. <laughs> yeah. All right, we did that's, it. So. That's the flipperamas, right? <laughs> Boom, bam, we did it, baby. All right. Uh, fun fact: a piece about Stinky. Okay. I feel like here's mine. There's a cliffhanger, a post-credit scene where it's like, "Will Stripey return?" And then three books later. Harold's like, hey, how come the stinky skunk never came back? And he's like, well, that book didn't sell very well, so I guess the fans didn't <laughs> like him. It's really good. I feel like most of my fun facts have become metatextual bits. They're good bits. Thank you. I want Stinky to have, like, a little collar that says Stinky on it, like, with, like, a little name tag, because Stinky's a pet that some kid brought, and it's, like, clearly in a kid's handwriting, um, and the the eye in Stinky has a little heart on it. Um, and when Stinky grows huge style um, and hulks out, 
the collar gets like spikes on it <laughs> and it's not clear how <laughs> yeah but like but like it still has the little name tag with the heart over the eye and stinky that's good we did it that's a captain underpants villain everyone Oh, thanks everybody. Um, I hope you enjoyed this little trip down memory lane. Um, thanks for joining us for this week's episode of Original Podcast Do Not Steal. I hope that your whole day was really, that the whole time that you were listening to that was really good. Um, I hope that it improved your time, that you had a better time than you otherwise would have, and that, and that um, you, you really felt like you, you know, your, your brain was in a good place, that you didn't have to process anything you didn't want to process, but that you were like, really felt like your your brain was free to, to do whatever it needed to do during that time. I hope that you felt comfortable, that you had a good time, that you, you know, you, you, you smiled once or twice during it. You, you got to maybe, like, like feel something at some point. Um, you know, I, I, hope, I hope the rest of your day is really good. You know, I hope whatever you're doing from here, I hope you, I hope you, you know, do a quick posture check. Make sure you drink enough water tonight. Make sure you get enough sleep. Um, hope the rest of your week goes great. I hope you're healthy. I hope and you're safe. my only um, hope <laughs> is that you send me 15 more shillings for my big pile of money. No Christmas ever again. I'm a miser. Thank you for joining us for this week's episode of Original Podcast. Do not steal on next week's episode of Original Podcast. Do not steal. Join us when Devin tries to get us to talk about professional wrestling. But instead, we talk about... What is it that we were going to talk about? So, here's the thing. I've been in a critical role, Dimension 20... Just fantasy tabletop RPG mood for a long time, and I feel like we recorded a bunch of those pretty recently, so we're either going to do Creepy Freaks, which is a tabletop minifig click thing, or we're going to do Psychonauts. It depends on what I'm feeling more weak of. Okay, sure. That sounds good. Um, uh, hey, Devin, um, do you want to, uh, like, personally, I don't, like, this has nothing to do with anything, but I just want to say that I would hate to monetize our friendship. I would never want to do that to you. Um, I really value us outside of the monetary impact that we have on one another, and, and I would, I would really never want to turn our really sincere, beautiful friendship into a financial transaction. Do you That's agree with crazy. that? Because the first day I met you in Doctor Who Club, I was like, one day I'm going to make money based on being friends with this person. Um, okay, uh, stupid episode. Bye. Goodbye.